start at the prelims first. I like to work up. Yeah. Because I was just about to start off with Gaethje. No, I like to work up. <laughs> Are you serious? I like to get 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 that shit over with that we don't want to talk just about. Just get so the that, four play out exactly. and then fucking. <laughs> and then just get to it. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, actually bouncing off of what you just said about uh, no crowd and how you can hear all the shots and stuff. Another interesting part of that is hearing the commentators, yeah. especially when they're trying to give, when they're trying to tell the audience what the fighter should be doing next, exactly. especially in like grappling transitions, right? Yeah. You could hear that. You can hear Rogan be like, he just needs to get his arm over his head. Like whenever Bryce was trying to do the twister and shit, like you can clearly hear, not only do you have your coaches, but you have the commentators you, possibly telling you to. a long time ago? Where oh, oh I think I know what you're talking and about. And the fighter literally went, "Thanks, Joe." Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. He did what he told. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. "Oh shit!" I, I forgot which one it was. I can't I remember, remember that. that. And Rogan was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I didn't mean to give him advice. Like what the hell? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Per your request, let's start off from the bottom of this card. Yeah, um, you gotta work your way up. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's the crescendo's gotta be at let the me end. fluff you, Tony. Let me fluff you. All right, so um, yeah, span Alvi. Who gives a fuck? It was decent a Sam fight. Alvey. It was it a was, Sam Alvi fight. It was a Sam Alvi fight, but it it was it it lived up a little bit more than because I was giving he's it tough credit and has to. Because chin, otherwise yeah. he's shit. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if Span actually put him out, he would have gotten put it out. Yeah. So uh, Sam it should Alvey have been fight. a split. Should no not one have been gives a split. Ryan Span easily won. Easily rounds one and two. He should have won that. No um, problem. Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rose. So talk Fun. about a dominant position. I said even before the judges' scorecards were, I'm like, yo, 30-24. and they're like, you know what? You're probably right. There was zero offense landed from Charles Rosa Most, at all. I saw the media scores, majority 30-24, some 30-25s. Yeah. There's no 30-26s or 30-27s. There was no offense in that fight whatsoever. None. From, from Rosa, I should say. And it was the weird, like even when, when the fight was happening, I was commenting on it. It was the weirdest grappling because it was like literally just arm triangle to twist. <laughs> yeah. like, how often do you see grappling the, happening where the guy's just maneuvering from those dude, two positions The all craziest the time? is that Fuck. Mitchell was landing some of these takedowns in twister positions. Position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that one? Where I think I'm it was second round. Ten seconds yeah, into the second, second round, round, and I look back, and he's at a twister. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? The round just started. It just started. How did this happen? I just wanted to see the uh, the statistic in terms of the strikes in that round or in that fight. Forty to five for Bryce Mitchell. Super impressive grappling. I mean, Rosa is is a ground guy, <laughs> and he had no he he couldn't do anything other than just defend the whole fight. Yeah. No, uh, no, insane. I did, I did, in my breakdowns, I, I'm like, you know, Rosa has really good jiu-jitsu as well, too. Yeah. I expect him to maybe get big-brothered in the first round, but after that, if he's able to survive, he should be able to make it competitive. But Bryce did not let off the gas. He big-brothered every second. He looked completely gassed out after that first round. Remember, he was like breathing really heavily in his uh, in his corner. I'm like, all right, Rosa's about to make the comeback. No. Bri like um, I, I knew Bryce had potential, but I didn't believe he would begin to reach it like this early. Charles Rosa is a tough out. Not the biggest name, but a tough a, out. If you set a grappling pace like that, then when does your opponent have any time to mount their own offense? Yeah. Like, like, even if you're not amazing, if you're constantly on offense, you're yeah. going to win the fight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and <laughs> dominantly, too, if especially if the opponent's not able to get off any offense yeah. at all. I mean, you got to give it to Osa. I I've, I don't know about you, but I always feel like once an arm triangle is locked in, that's like the hardest submission to get out of. Like, how often do you see a yeah. guy work out of yeah, an yeah, arm yeah. triangle? That's right. It always feels like once they step over to side control and it's locked in, you're fucked. Like, you have to wait for the other guy to stop trying yeah. to go for it to get out of it and squeeze his arms out. Also Especially getting, the angle that he was getting on some yeah. of those arm triangles. And, a, and a tough boy like Bryce Mitchell on top of you squeezing. I was impressed that he didn't get tapped by it, but... Yeah. 
outside of that, he just you got you. Got, you also got to give uh, credit to Bryce for in terms of being able to keep up the cardio after squeezing that much in yeah, every round. I was that takes that a lot too. of out of you, right? So that, good Dude, for good for Bryce for Arkansas being able to, to get that. Is just he's probably yeah. all cardio. I, I'm very excited to see what's next for next for him in the featherweight division. I wouldn't mind him against like Shane Burgos or something next. Like, yeah, give me a nice. Where the fuck fight. is Burgos after that Cub win? He has uh, not capitalized on it at all. I'm not sure. I feel like he had a fight scheduled. I don't think he fought since Cub. Um, I think he has a fight scheduled, though. Let me just clarify that real quick. Um, oh, yeah. He beat Makwan Amir Khani, TKO. Oh, UFC 244. Okay. Uh, uh, he just re-signed at the end of March. That's about it. So no fight schedule for Schamberger. So why not? Yeah, but the, the way the environment is, well, for all we know, he's fighting in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's cranking so true. them out, man. So we don't know who's fighting. The next two cards are set, but the third one, which is May 23rd, which is 13 days away, isn't even officially They're just announced scrambling yet. to yeah. fill up cards that are two weeks away. Insane. Uh, so I kind of giggled when we went to the UFC stats page just now. I just giggled when I saw the next fight because the one thing that we're always talking about is how much damage Vicente Luque has been <laughs> accruing over his last yeah. couple fights so this fight he absorbed 129 significant strikes let me just put lay out the numbers real quick before we get into this fight uh absorbed 138 strikes from stephen thompson before that 87 from mike perry before that six from Derek Cranston. that was a quick fight 169 from brian Bar 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 brian barbarena before that as well so four out of his last five fights he's absorbed 87 or more punches it's not good that's, for his brain that's it's, unreal we were we were joking around about this yesterday. It just feels like no matter the level of his opponent, it's a war. Like even if yeah. it's like a lower tier fighter or a top tier, it just yeah. becomes a war for no reason. Like even skill wise, you're watching, you're like, okay, Luke should handle this guy. Yep. Turns into a fucking brawl in a war. So just always does. He has to go through hell to get these wins, but he gets all, he yep. wins all of them except for the Wonder Boy. Technically, he technically he always looks better. He should, he was definitely the better fighter yeah. here. Yeah. But Nico Price showed the fuck up, and we kind of touched on this in the deciding splits where fighters showed up and fights played out like we didn't expect them to. Like, yep. personally, I had a little bit of money on Nico Price, and I'm like, okay, first round KO, that's probably because the, he could victory. catch him, not yeah. consistently actually win. Cardio looked decent, like he looked like he was tired. Let's not get that wrong. Yep. But he was still throwing stuff. He was pressing the action, he yeah. was winning exchanges. We're, like, we're just like, what the fuck is going on? I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Like, I, th I thought Luke was gonna have easy time with him. Like, it was a good rebound. He had, fight, he had a minute 23 left. Nico Price had a minute 23 left. And if he made it to that final belt, he probably would have won a decision here. That no, first no. two rounds, the first two rounds are like oh, you yeah, can make remember, a point. I remember, I remember we were thinking that it could actually yeah. be 2 0 Nico just based yeah. off impressing. But I yeah. wonder if they've released. Do you think they would have released MMA uh, Junkies sometimes post pictures of the judges' scorecards for all the fights? That's uh, the only site that I know does that, but. I'm always, I wish I would made decisions in that. Like, just post yeah. up scorecards, even if it doesn't end in a decision. Just, yeah. just let me see what it was going to be. Like, for a Gaethje Ferguson, I was curious. Yeah. I mean, it was probably four, it was probably going to be 4 1 Gaethje at, at worst, maybe 5 0. Yeah. Because that second round where Tony dropped him, like, there was going to be no him. doubt about it that Gaethje probably won that fucking fight. That, but, yeah, I, I there's, there's no, there was no. Sometimes they take a picture of the scorecard, right? I think so. No, but it's one article. There it is. Oh, they didn't. So, 9 Price. So, two judges gave Price round one. Uh, two judges gave round two to Luke. Oh, yeah. I see that. Okay. So, it was one. Three, one. Ju three judges gave round, right? Yeah. Luke won all, th all three? On second round. Okay. So, Luke got the second round. So, it was 1-1. One, one. So, he would have actually won the decision. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. If you didn't finish him there, you probably would have. But we had, we thought it's possible. There's a good chance it's two zero, Nico, but it could also be one one. So like, we weren't watching it once again. Super intense, crazy, crazy fight. But yeah, I I was very impressed with Price even in defeat here. I think this kind of raises his stock. It kind of does too. Uh, He's a tough motherfucker. They had to stop it after his eye was destroyed when that 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 shot was nasty. Very Luke, nice for Luke going forward, man, take a year off. Way yeah. too many fucking wars. We're talking about like four or five wars in a row, mm-hmm. and he's fighting often. Take a year off. You're only 28. Relax the brain. Heal up. Get better. Work your skills. Come back. Get a good opponent. Work on the striking defense, bro. You should not be, uh, you know, eating that many strikes. Totally that is not agree. nice. That is not, totally. not nice. Um, Carlos Pazzo versus Michelle Watterson. Yeah, Another out. fight. We went over this over deciding split, so make sure you guys check that out in terms of the controversy over the decision. Uh, we thought the right person won, obviously, with Carlos yeah. Pazzo. But another fight where we didn't, really expect it to play out this way if this person was to win. Yes, we right? thought it was going to be Esparza dominating the wrestling and Watterson probably dominating the stand-up. It was largely a stand-up fight and it was no domination happening. In no. fact, uh, we scored it for Esparza yeah. in largely a stand-up fight. So yeah. That was definitely a shocker. The, the first round was super close, but like it, it, it really came down to Carla being more active uh, as well. Having a little bit more output, obviously not the biggest pop on her shots to really hurt Michelle, that's never but still enough <laughs> to actually get the victory there. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, so yeah, good one for Esparza there. Olenek against Verdum. Oh, this was just one of those. This, <laughs> you were this, so this, frustrated. Yeah, this is my three parlays gone. Like oh, my whole betting <laughs> night was kind of screwed over because of this performance. Where you look at this on paper, right? Yeah. There's no better matchup in the whole division for we're doomed to get. Yeah. When you hear this announced, you go, okay, Olyanik sucks at stand-up. He just throws sloppy strikes and his go-to is grappling and we're doomed is the best grappler and he can strike. Yeah. And we go, oh, okay, but we're doomed coming off a two-year layoff. That could be a factor. Um, he might be older and slower. Well, he's fighting a guy who's already sloppy and just as old as him. So that shouldn't even be a factor. The only thing and that, yet, yeah, hold on. Let's... We're doomed just... Let this sloppy guy get in his face and throw terrible garbage punches and just didn't do anything in return. Just stood there and ate them and didn't do much in return and lost based off points. Mm -hmm. He literally just lost off activity, not doing anything. And his grappling looked terrible too in the third round because he was just old and slow and stiff. Like when he's going for those arm bars... He's throwing his legs up so slowly. Especially when you got the got Olenek's black uh, back a couple times and yeah. almost got the choke the fact there. That he but got was, up, it's like yeah. this is just bad. It was just Olenek fought six t- five times before yeah, Verdum came back. So yeah, he's crazy. So the only thing is he, he's been more active. He's gotten more time in the but cage. But like his skills don't get better. He's skills don't get better. Yeah. He's it, it was his will pretty Olyanek much that won him this fight. Exactly how you thought he was going to fight. Yeah. Verdum was the shittiest version of himself by far. Like, yeah. you watch that and you go, okay, if you can't beat Alexi Olyanik, you're done. Like, like this who isn't, else at heavyweight are you even going to have a chance or hope of? This isn't the, the Verdum that five rounds beat Marcin Tybura because if that Verdum showed up, he would have crushed Olyanik. Crushed him. Right? I mean, he's he's letting himself get walked in. This guy's throwing crappy, terrible yeah. winging strikes with bad technique and Verdum's just standing still and letting him, get, yeah. letting him hit him. It's like... What the fuck are you doing? Like it was just so bad. I it thought it should not. It should not have been a split. Like it was, whatever judge score that for Verdun was not watching that fucking fight. Yeah, because no, no, no. It, I, it was one way traffic pretty much that whole fight. One and two was clearly Olyanik just based off activity. I, I thought Verdun just looked awful and should just be embarrassed and never fight again after that. Old That's, man keeps rolling. Like Olyanik is was, just gonna keep it going. Yeah. What the fuck? How the fuck He's does gonna Olyanik keep it going? These random fights. Uh, Pettis versus Sorony, another one that we covered on deciding splits. The correct person won here. 
Yeah. You know, another fight, again, the third fight of the night that didn't go as we thought it would. We gave, we thought uh, Pettis would go just first round and then Cowboy would be able to take over take around round yeah. getting into his groove. Not even, not even was, able to do that. It was a stand-up point fighting battle. It wasn't the most boring fight, but I also wasn't that entertained with it because it just felt like, like I mentioned this earlier, we were just watching older, slower versions yeah. of the, 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 the fighters that we grew up watching and it just wasn't that fun to me to watch. It was kind of like, eh, what are we doing here? Yeah, there's no real, like we talk about, there's no real ramifications in terms of yeah, no, contendership. Do, do rankings does this help pettis not really yeah. does it does it hurt Cerrone? it may i think maybe it does actually hurt Cerrone. i mean losing to pettis like that four in a row i i think but we've we've seen their ceilings like we're yeah. not surprised by any of this anymore. i think with pettis though he needed this one more than Cerrone because i feel like pettis is a little bit more dispensable for the ufc i would say so 100 percent. Right? pettis needed it more because Cerrone on a four fight losing streak, they don't care. They're going to give him fights. Yeah, they're not going to cut him. And three of those were against like top five lightweights. So I highly doubt Cowboy will ever be cut. No, I don't think so. Like, unless He'd he goes on a like six. six or seven yeah. by absolute KO and I, Dana's like, you need to retire. But I, I, it will get to that six. point where it's like, you need to retire. Yeah, it would. He would have to lose six in a row. Like yeah. even if he loses the next fight, he's not getting cut. No, uh, but yeah, Pettis definitely needed this fight to to remain in the UFC at least. I think they would have cut him after if he lost his fight. But good for him. He gets the victory out there. Again, he looked bad. Looked flabby. Yeah. Looked fat. Yeah, exactly. Pettis a lot of people of are talking about that. Uh, let's move on to the first fight on the main card. Greg Hardy against Jurgen DeCastro. This one had me pulling my hair out strictly due to the fact that like DeCastro started off with a great game plan. Light kicks. And then, like, kind of went away from it. I think he broke his foot. I'm not 100% sure. 100% because when the fight ended, he was talking to Greg and started pointing down his foot. But yeah. it looked like when he threw that kick that just kind of brushed Greg Hardy's yeah. shin, his toes or something maybe broke on that brushing. Yeah. And this is where you see, like, oh, okay, this guy's not, like, a high-level UFC fighter because he just let it affect him. Like, it's yeah. like he mentally shut down for the rest of the fight and was just only concerned about surviving in his foot. Let's see if he actually tweeted anything about him breaking his foot. A lot of work to do, but I'll be back. That's it. Okay, so he didn't tweet anything about actually breaking his foot. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, not he the had the game. Fight. He had the game. Yeah, not the greatest uh, fight. Uh, you know, unless you had money on it. If he kept going for that leg, he could have at least got round two and won the fight. I, I'm actually mystified down. that zero judges gave him round one. That was insane. 82% right? on MMA decisions round yeah, one. Yeah, and all the media scores round yeah. one. Like, how, what? Like, he chew up his leg. Another thing, actually, I wouldn't mind watching it back. I'm going to probably watch it back myself just mm -hmm. that first round because it could have also been some commentating, like, like uh, bias here, right? Judges don't hear anything. Maybe they didn't think the leg kicks had mu has had much damage That's as we saw on TV, true. right? But so when, I might give when that. all but of still. us watching at home and stuff, we thought it was clear cut. Round yeah. one was the Castro, and uh, he kind of gave that fight up. Like, oh yeah, by doing just, uh, nothing. Yeah, that's another one I wanted to see the statistics. Then he on. just got outpointed based off activity. Hey, he largely abandoned those leg kicks. Was barely throwing them. Maybe because of his foot being compromised. But I mean, you got to do more, man. I mean, let's see what his output was in that. So twenty four total strikes that he landed in the fight, the Castro. That is. You know what it is too. It's like this is your chance. Like people yeah. are watching this fight simply because Greg Hardy is a name, and he's not a high level opponent. So this is your fucking chance yeah. with eyes on you. To get a good win and get F people on. 15 of 41 in round three for DeCastro. Four of 11 in round two. Five of 17 in round three. Oh, he got handily outstruck in round one too. Yeah, by 10. But it's, it, again. It just felt like the damaging strikes were those leg kicks. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so unfortunately lost there for Jorgen Castro. Yeah, that could have been that could have been the one. He came into that fight also looking like a guy that wasn't intimidated by Greg Hardy, which was good. Uh, but yeah, he just wasn't he just able let to pull the it off. Get to him yeah, much. yep. Uh, next up, Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens. Uh, <sighs> Stevens looked decent and then got absolutely fucking. Here's the thing, though, by Calvin Cater. It was a closer fight than I thought it would be, but yeah. that was mostly because Calvin Cater was just engaging Jeremy Stevens in his strong suit. Yeah. Like, if you stay on the feet and make it more of a boxing-type brawl, that's where Jeremy Stevens... He was letting him get his leg kicks off a lot, too. And exactly. that was, I think, our big key that Jeremy Stevens needed to implement to actually win that fight. Yeah. But, good but for, you, good you for know Cater. what you're getting with Jeremy Stevens. He's always yeah. going to be a tough out, but yeah. you know what you're getting in terms of, like, you know what he can do, and he doesn't really get better or worse. He's just the same all the time, but he is a good high-level fighter. This was my technical like like lock. Like I thought, yeah. Cater hundred percent was going to easily. Win I don't think fight. he was worthy of that. Well, actually, he, his line did come down minus two hundred ish. I think that was a better. I think line. I thought minus two fifty was yeah. the right. I, I wish I fuck. I wish I'd paid a little bit more attention to the line movement. Was whatever. Either way, sure. but Jeremy Stevens. Like, well, yeah, in I was happy with the plus two twenty. In hindsight, hindsight now yeah. I should just thrown all my money on one Calvin Cater. Yeah. After the way this card went, yeah, like, then true. I would have been happy. I would have mm-hmm. been, okay, we're good. I, I did, uh, like I do like a best bets article and the one that I said for this fight would have been the under two and a half. It was at plus 155. Okay. Not bad. Both strikers. I thought it was going to be a decision. I thought he was going to outplay. My thing, I, I was a little bit more assertive of it, especially after Jeremy Stevens missed weight. Because we've seen him like get hurt to the body quite often, and this could be a very good boxer who has really good body work too. He could find him to the body, right? So he he didn't really need to hit the body here to to get the finish. But that elbow was vicious. Yeah, we thought it was a boxing combination at first. It was an elbow. Elbow dropped him. Then on the way down, kind of missed with the punch, but then another elbow lands. Yeah, Jeremy up, beautiful work, and cut him up, disgusting. Um. Good one for Cater. Not as clean as I thought it would be, but then the end result was also better than I thought it would be. Like, yeah. I thought it would be, like, a more, like, just easily outpoints him and wins a 30-27 decision, but he actually got a clean finish over Jeremy Stevens. So, good rebound win for Cater. Jumps right back up into the top 10, top 5, and he's maybe one or two good wins away from, like, a title. The Zabit loss shouldn't have put him down too far either, right? It's no, fucking no, Zabit. No. I mean, dude, once again... You got to look at the story around that fight. That fight should have been five rounds. He got yep. fucked over. It got canceled, then moved to. It Zabit's literally was hometown. supposed to happen. It was his hometown. It was supposed his to happen in Boston. Five rounder. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was a five rounder. Okay, I think it was Colmaine. Oh, that yeah. was the, that was the Reyes Weidman card. That was they the moved it to the main event in Zabit's yeah. hometown, but they didn't make it a five rounder, and that screwed him over because yeah. he was lighting him up in the third round, and yeah. that's the problem with Zabit. He's got two rounds in him. Unfortunately, that was almost the same case for Jeremy as well, too, yeah, right? In yeah. his previous fight. Jeremy has not a lot, though. He'll lose the first two rounds and <laughs> yeah. win the third. Yeah. Um, Francis versus Rosenstrike, man. It's it's like it was fun to watch. It was cool to watch him dust him in 20 seconds, but it's, it's We're so We're never going to learn anything exactly. about Francis. <laughs> exactly. Is your his power. Can, if, if somebody can take your shots, can you last more than a round and start mm. and keep that up? Mm-hmm. How's your takedown defense? How's your grappling getting? What else can you do? He just storms guys, yeah. keeps putting them out too fucking quick. This fight as well, right? I saw someone, I saw a comment on like, or or something in an MMA article about this. And I had the same feeling right off the bat. Hey, on paper, that win is amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you watch that 20 seconds, he didn't look good. His combo was horribly sloppy mm-hmm. one of the punches got through that was good which was the left hook and that's all that was needed he's just lucky yeah. he needs to clip you once that combo was awful like i'm talking pawing punches yeah. that are going at weird angles totally missing rosen strike 
And then in the flurry, one of them was a good left hook that clipped him and put him out. And there's a good one also when he... But yeah, the other three or four, he's just a wild man. And I'm like, this is absolutely garbage technique. He's super lucky he's got that power, though. I I absolutely... Another thing that you have to take uh, into consideration here is is kind of his size. Because when you... If you're like... Jer Jorginho looked like he was trying to counter him too. Every time like Francis was winging, Jorginho was winging too, but he's not able to get as much power into shots because he's kind of reaching to reach yep. Francis's head. And right? Francis has that huge reach. And Francis doesn't respect your power because no. he knows he's got to just clip you once. Before. Yeah. You're tentative and worried about his shots, whereas he's like, I'm just going to go sloppy and yeah. I just need to hit you one time and you're going out. That's what happened here. I but, felt bad for Jorginho, but another thing is, you can't move back in a straight line like no. that. He just moved straight back, and Francis just rushed him. If maybe he angled off a bit yeah. more, he could be avoiding these shots and gas out Francis. You can't blame Francis, though. That's what I mean. I mean, when you have like, that... You can't call him shit. Like He's going out there and getting it done. When you have that God-given power, does it matter if I'm that sloppy, if I just need to land one fucking good strike? Like, you got to give it up to Stipe's chin because Stipe ate some shots. But that was also a different version of Francis, in my opinion. That was like a super cocky version. I, I could see that. There was definitely yeah. a little bit in there, too, right? Yeah, like, in terms I, of his confidence. Like, the whole promotion for that UFC 220 was card was Francis. Francis. The, the, the ascension of the new king. Like It's kind of like it Darren Till against Tyron Woodley. Or Ronda Rousey right? versus Amanda Nunes. Where exactly. They were talking about the champ. Right? Yeah, you're right. Same shit. But same shit. this is, it's hilarious because on paper, you're like, well, obviously, Francis is a number one contender. But then you look at all his wins. It's like they've all been less than a minute. Yeah. And it, they, he's just been doing what we already knew he could do. There's nothing in any of these four wins that tells me that a rematch with Stipe is going to go differently. Other than maybe Stipe is older and he like, can put out more easily. We, we don't even need to see him go to a decision. Just knock somebody out in the second round. Yeah, go, get that five minutes go out. Yeah, get or even third, third round. round. Yeah, show me that you're not just gonna go wild with these pawing, yeah. weird angle, not even proper strikes like Chris boxing. You know, tight, all that. This was, this was. He felt like this guy cannot even hurt me. Like yeah. look, look at like a. He had to cobble up over him and finally land in the fifth round. He can't hurt me. I'm just gonna rush him, and even if he throws back, I guarantee I'm gonna win that. That that little bat, I just got to land one strike, one That's fucking it. strike, and he was dead. I yeah. mean, Rosenstrike was fucking He's dead. Up. Yeah, he he got hit afterwards with follow up shots, but it was the only shot that was necessary was that one left hook put him completely out. It's it's so sad. scary. It, it, it's He's scary. the scariest fighter. He's scary. It's gotta funny. be. Yeah, he's so definitely overtaken Anthony Johnson. Right, like he might easily. have just taken the Anthony Johnson crown. Yeah, because I think I felt like even at least with Rumble. When he threw, he was way more technical. He was way more technical, but there were some people that were e- able to eat his shots. Yes, yes. Right? But Francis is like... Nobody. You can't... Stipe. Except one, Stipe. One combo. Yeah. The second he lands one clean shot, which he's going to do in the first minute, it's over. Stipe was the only one to take it. But Stipe was also... He was also always moving away from the shot. So even though he was getting hit, he was always circling and yeah. at least already getting out of the way. Whereas even with Rosenstrike, he tried to plant and counter a little more and like these other guys. Are- I, I, I've i hated, like every time I, I tape study Francis, I always skip the Derek Lewis fight. Oh. I always do it. I've never, I have not seen it for a second time. But I want to see that fight again just to see, not even the rematch, but I I do want to actually go back and watch that fight one more time oh. to see, did he even throw? Like, no, he didn't. did he throw anything? He was afraid to get into range, it, it seemed like. That was the one fight where he almost felt like that was the only other guy he was scared of his power. To Probably. I just want to see the statistics on that fight. Like, no one else did he give a fuck about. 
It's funny. I want to see that rematch because I feel like that's a, uh, something that Francis should write on his on his yep. record. But you can't justify giving it to them. They're just oh, in totally no. different boats right now. 11 of 46, Francis, in that fight. 20 of 54 for Derek Lewis. Two Derek Lewis just attempts. kept his distance and landed like leg kicks. Let's his back was shot. Eight of ten leg kicks for the whole fight for Derek Lewis. Okay. <laughs> uh, three, what is that? 11 of 18 to the head. Body, one to the head. Seven to the head for Francis. Francis Jesus. landed one strike in round one. That's insane. Crazy. I mean, in That's most insane. fights, he only lands one strike. They just dead. He just deads them with that. But yeah. Yeah, Co- this is... Um, Komen, Suhudo, fucking going out on top. I mean, look. Okay, let's talk about the stoppage first. Um... Oh, the stoppage was perfectly fine. On and, first and watch, I, on first watch, we were like, and I, we oh, were early. we were totally Dominic Cruz fans. We wanted Dominic to win. We had money on Dominic. We thought yeah. stylistically, this is going to be a hard fight for Cejudo. The only X factor was that Dominic was coming off such a long layoff. So how would it affect him? But he doesn't really seem to be affected. Like even even watching that performance, he got stopped at the end of the second round. But at no point was anybody saying ring rust seems to be a factor here. I didn't think so. He might have taken a little uh, time to get going in round one, but I thought by the time round two started, Dominic was kind of in his groove. I think that uh, Suhudo's leg kicks really played a huge factor in that fight too. Those leg kicks, he was throwing everything into them. Yeah. He was really trying to fuck his legs up. uh, First round went to Suhudo. Easy. Second round, that's yeah, when it got finished. So I guess we can't really get a, get a get a scorecard out of there. But yeah, I don't. I, I, I thought I was Dominic started to pick it up though in the yeah. second. Like he was trying to get in this group. I would have been interested to see how it went. You know, yeah. rounds three, four, and five. How much the leg kick sort of added up to? If Suhudo would have stayed consistent with them as well too, it would have been even worse for four and five for Cruz to really use his wheels as much as he uses uh, them. Uh, but did you see what Cruz said about uh, Keith Peterson afterwards? No. Oh God, he's he's doing he's sticking to his guns. He said that he said that Keith Peterson smelt like cigarettes and alcohol oh. going into the fight. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Look, I Dominic is really he's one of those smart, super analytical guys. But one thing you can really tell with Dominic, he has a giant chip on his shoulder. So when shit, he like hates this, losing. When, Absolutely when, hates losing to another degree. So when when because, shit, look, the first headline. <laughs> so when when shit like this happens. You can't take his smart analytical ability seriously because here he's super biased. He just, oh yeah, it's it's not there. It's a bad look for Dominic. Look, it wasn't that controversial. I mean, even though you could argue he wasn't fully out, maybe he ate so many unanswered. There's shots. too many was, unanswered. They shots. were all unanswered, and he gave him time. That was a perfect stoppage. I had yeah. no problem with it. I, I there, there's nothing wrong with that stoppage at all. Wow. Now, Cruz, um, the, 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 let me just read this quote real quick. You rock, sometimes you get hit. I've been in those positions many, many times, though. Uh, I had seconds left in the round. I just think that sometimes I was, I wish I was, there was a way to keep these dress a little bit more question, a little bit more responsible sometimes. The guy smelled like alcohol and cigarettes, so who knows what he was doing. Uh, he doubled down saying definitely smell like alcohol and cigarettes. Um, I wish they drug tested them, talking about the refs. I know Herb Dean is good. He's one of the best refs. Immediately when I saw that ref, I was like, man, is there any way to veto a ref and get a new one? I wondered that. As far as do we have that choice? I wish we did. That's crazy. I'm That's surprised. That's kind of sad for me to hear from Cruz because you 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 expect more of like an unbiased type of approach from him. But yeah. you get it three and a half years. He's been through the ringer, comes back, and then feels like he got shortchanged, even though 
he didn't. Like, even on the commentary, we thought it might have been early at first. And then even Rogan was like, eh, upon the rewatch, that was a clean stoppage. I'm seeing online, most people did agree with the stoppage. There might be a few people, maybe they're Cruz fans, saying, oh, no. But, I mean unbiased objectively watching that, that that's a fine stoppage he gave him time he didn't j- jump in too quick at all i love how rogan approached in the post-fight interview too though because like cruz was trying to make his point and then rogan's like i get your point i get i get <laughs> I your, point, your point i get your point but you're wrong yeah like, pretty much like because <laughs> like, he knew dominic is yeah. obviously going to be super emotional of course i mean three and a half years and you just came back and you feel like he got shortchanged you're probably pissed off inside but let, now let's move on Probably or, or, or moving forward for Cruz, this is not going to be a big deal because the fact that he was getting a title shot three and a half year layoff, yeah. nobody's going to care that he got no, finished. No, no, no. There's a little bit of controversy. He could jump right back in, get a top tier fight, win that, and he's right back into a title shot. So going forward, Cruz is going to be okay. Cejudo, I mean, this is the right call if you're Henry Cejudo. I'm not surprised this at this. I know a lot of people top. are surprised. I, oh, you gotta be! You're telling me you. I'm not. You were surprised. You're telling me okay. you weren't surprised when he said, "Like I'm." Cl- yeah, okay, at up. that moment, but it's not one of those where, like, you know, ten minutes later, I'm still like, "Holy fuck, I can't believe pseudo." Yeah, yeah. I, it was more like he caught maybe caught me off guard, but overall, I'm not surprised with the decision because, like he said, when you get these lifelong athletes. It's not surprising to see them retire in their mid-30s or a little earlier because they're just so fed up with doing it. And when you look at Sudo's record, what more can he do? Outside of avenging the Benavidez loss. I was going to say, that, that, he could have just rode off on that one. There, but there, but even that now, Benavidez is coming off a knockout yeah. loss. He's going to go back into a fight with Figueredo. He doesn't want to wait for that. He has not much to gain. A lot of people felt he won the Benavidez fight anyway. Yeah. So you came back, you avenged your DJ loss, you got the flyweight belt. Um, then did he defend the flyweight? Yeah, he defended it against TJ. So now you won the flyweight belt, defended it, went up, won the bantamweight belt, defended it. So you've won two different belts and defended it, and you're just done with this shit. You're coming off a shoulder surgery. We don't know how banged up he is overall. Go out on top. This is a good decision from Henry Cejudo, in my opinion. Uh, he, he, Demetrius Johnson, TJ Dillashaw, Dominic Cruz, pot, arguably three of the best at their division, respective and then when you look at it, time. and when you look at it skill wise, and when you look at Marais's record going into that fight, yeah. that fight at the time that it happened was unbelievable. That performance too. I'm pretty sure Suhudo went into all those fights as a dog as well too. Yeah, the Demetrius yeah. Johnson fight. I'm pretty certain he was like Dude, a plus three seventy five underdog. We were talking about this. All four of his last fights, we were betting against Henry Suhudo. Yeah, and every single fight, it's like, holy fuck, how does he keep fucking doing this? Yeah, he keeps pulling it out. He keeps pulling it out. But mm-hmm. this fight, I'll give it to him. This was one where he wasn't behind or losing or anything. He just straight up like won. What which uh, one that really just popped into my mind in terms of like unexpected retirements? Which one are you a little bit more surprised by? When Anthony Johnson decided to walk away, I know he's talked about possibly yeah, coming back. I wasn't that surprised. You weren't that surprised at all. No, like, like uh, what was it the the DC fight? He just I mean, going. especially because it came right after that performance, which was like, oh, you just fought the dumbest fight possible. Mental. We always knew, like mentally, he had an he's issue just of some dumb. sort. Like he wilts. So yeah, he gives up. He's a quitter. But that one seemed to come out of left field as well, because everybody's just so hype on Rumble. Like he's producing all these fun knockouts and all that type you of know shit. Why that he's only losing to the best of the best because right? it happened literally minutes after that fight, and then when that's why I was not surprised. Because if you see how the fight went, you're like, okay, so you're the stand up guy with all the power to kill people, and, and you decided wrestling. to wrestle yeah. the Olympic wrestler, yeah. like 
And then when, so then when the guy says I'm retiring, you're like, yeah, okay, you know what? That's probably a good fucking idea. If yeah. you're going to fight like an idiot like that, just retire. Yeah. Like it was such a stupid performance. So you're like, not that. This was like, I mean, this, this couldn't have gone surprising. better for yeah. Henry Cejudo. It wasn't even like he took too much damage and he's like, oh, I won the fight, but I think I tweaked my knees. So now I got to go through more rehab. I don't want to do this shit. No, no, no. He came out clean. Yeah. Like barely touched. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on top of the world, and he's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I totally respect that decision, though. Peter Yan pretty much called him out right away. He goes, you did a good job. Good, good idea. Avoiding me, yeah. Good idea for avoiding me. So what's next for the Bantamweights? I kind of throw it out for you, Sterling versus Yan. Yeah, okay, this is the, the only thing I don't like about what Sudo's done. He's fucked up two divisions. Yeah. He, he won he the g- belts he in GSP'd two divisions. He both divisions. He, he won belts in two divisions, defended them, and then vacates. So it's like... Now it's it, it it makes the allure of the next champion a little less, right? Because it's like you never beat the previous champion to get the belt. So that's the only thing he's throwing a wrench into that. But yeah, what the fuck do we do at Bantamweight? Is it Peter Yan versus Aljamain literally, Sterling? literally, those are the only two. Make that shit happen at Fight Island since Peter Yan can get to the like stage. I don't like Aljamain getting a title fight right now because... He's coming off a layoff and a surgery. I don't like guys yeah. coming off a long layoff. Especially against a guy like fucking Peter and Yan. And an injury rehab and going into a title fight. It doesn't go well. So let's let's count out Marlon Moraes. You know, even though he has a win over oh, yeah, Jose Aldo. Marlon is actually coming off a win right now. So maybe Moraes and Yan, if you don't want to give it to Sterling. Sanhagen's up there, but I feel like he needs okay, one no, more win. Okay, no, here's the problem. I feel like Yan has to be in the title fight. Because oh, now easily, you have a, If easily. you have a vacant belt... Mm-hmm. Yan has to be one one side of that title fight. So now the question is, who do you pair him with? Normally, you would say Aljamain, but I don't like the layoff. That's my only problem with it. Yeah. I don't like the layoff. And they, they keep talking about Corey Sanhagen and Aljamain Sterling. I wouldn't mind that fight a little bit like more it. than him getting a, a title shot. I just want to just just look at the, the resume of Peter Yan, though. How does it really stack up? Uriah Faber is a washed-up guy. You know what I mean? That was a it's also weird fight for him. Jimmy Rivera, he completely like outstruck for three rounds. That's a solid yeah. win, but that's after Jimmy Rivera got put out by Marlon Moraes already. Yeah. John Dodson always, has been on the decline for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Douglas Silva, Dion Drudge, absolutely murked him. Jin Su-Sun, that guy had the craziest chin on him. I'm not sure if you remember that fight, but he ate so many shots and didn't get finished. So there's that. Uh, and then Turo Ishihara was his UFC debut. Um, stack that up against, who are we talking about? Aljamain Sterling? Did I spell? Wow, I spelled it right. Goddamn. Uh, four straight wins, Brett Johns, Cody Stamen, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz. I, I would argue that Yan may, maybe. Like Has a strong schedule? Based on the also how the fights went, like how he beat them, they were more convincing. Well... Sterling has convincing wins. But I'd say those were all convincing wins, though. They're convincing, but like Yan beats them up more. Yeah. With Sterling, he more outpoints them convincingly. With Yan, it's more like he a just beating. fucked this dude up. And, like, like he, I, I'm not saying that Yan isn't deserving of it because I think everybody believes he is, but you got to kind of question a little bit 100%. the strength of schedule. Even if you look, okay, well, we'll get at this in the, uh, in the main event, event, but if you kind of look back, at Ferguson's long win streak, yeah, he didn't have the most yeah, it wasn't amazing that names on it. It was more consistency. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying time. to put up the, the strength of schedules here. So maybe Yan versus Marais might be the right thing, but it's it just it feels I, weird I agree to put Marais in a in a title fight after being heavily like defeated. Like he got but clearly defeated. He's getting lucky because of circumstance. Yeah, because the guy he he got dominated by is gone now, and he is technically still number one, and he's coming off a win. So who the fuck else do you put in there? They could, the UFC could somehow finesse their way into doing a Josie Aldo versus Peter Yan title fight, which fan wise, 
totally down for it. Give me that in my fucking veins. I'm totally down for that fight. But hierarchy wise and for justification a title, that's a little, doesn't that's, make no that's sense. That's definitely weird. Doesn't make fuck. no sense. Hey, I would not put it past them to even put Dominic Cruz right back into a vacant title fight. Don't do it. I don't agree don't do with it. it. He should not get that. But dude, he's their golden boy. He's had such a string of bad luck. And not their golden boy, but the UFC loves him. Yeah. They do like him. And he's had such a string of bad luck. He, he, they might just give it to him. I, I, I think I think I got the... Uh, they, they I, I think I got it. All right. So give us Peter Yan for, versus Marlon Moraes for the title. For the belt. I think so, too. Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sinegui for like number one too. contender. Uh, or a tournament. Them two. And Jose Aldo against Dominic Cruz. I, give me that I'm, shit. I'm, I'm totally on down Give me that, that shit. I'm, I'm on board with that. Because even even for... Put it on Cruz, the same... Put it on the same card. And make them both five rounds. And they're somehow both, I don't. They're both do coming that. off losses, and they're both kind of controversial. I guess you could argue both of their losses. And for Dominic, it's a way to jump right back into getting a title shot after that, with while getting a good name opponent. I, dude, I would love them to do maybe even like a eight man tournament. Now that it's vacant, right? Why not do a tournament? This is the perfect time for a tournament at a division that has really good talent. Maybe yeah. Everybody's they're, been they're touting. Not gonna, they would never do a tournament because UFC Fuck. doesn't like tournaments. Because there's just too many injuries. Corona making everybody change shit up. Who knows? Data doesn't like tournaments because of the whole injury factor. It's just hard to line up the, the dates properly. They, they've done it once, like in modern era, which was with the flyweight title. Four. That was only four. Four fighters. Four fighters. But yes. and, like, then, and it's still fucked up. Yeah, that still <laughs> got fucked up. McCall probably should. Yeah. yeah, McCall got a little bit screwed there. But uh, yeah, I, either way, I'm good with Jan Marais for the title. Sterling Sanhagen, Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz. I like uh, all those matchups. Just, just for a hypothetical, who could we put as that last matchup if we were to ever do an eight-man tournament? A Sun Sao and Garbrandt? Yeah, they're going to fight already. Right? So I guess so. I mean, I don't see anyone else. Because Munoz, Rivera, nobody's going to be really intrigued by those guys. Stamen's still on a little bit of a come up. Rob Font's getting his shit together. Yeah, none of those other guys are really... Honey no, Barcelos is going to be a little bit of a problem, in my opinion, but he's still too far down in the rankings. I like a Sunset Garbrandt, if anything, getting thrown in there. That would be, that'd be a, a sick fucking... That would be so sick. Uh, but yeah. Uh, cra- craziness in the bantamweight division now. Thanks if to I'm, Mr. If Henry I'm Cejudo, Cejudo. Stay retired unless you get money fights. Uh, last thing we'll talk about this fight. Talk about that hilarious fucking uh, hilarious ass camera angle at the end when they're doing the the interview with Dominic Cruz and you see Suhudo and his crew in the background just fucking. That was the funniest shit. <laughs> Dominic talking and then the camera pans and it's literally like a oh. comedy parody oh. movie. <laughs> <laughs> where the camera pans, you just see Sudo Jack standing yeah. there with his belt and his whole his whole posse oh, around him, all celebrating like, "Yeah, fuck with me." And then Dominic's just all pissed doing his interview. Yeah, and this is what's going on in the background. It's, <laughs> it was literally like a spoof movie, it yeah. was a parody movie. It was it so was funny. fucking hilarious. That so was funny. great. And it was such a Sudo thing to do. Of course, of course, such a cringe thing to do. Um, all right, let's just, move on to the main the, event. The, the the most jacked, tiniest dude in the world. That fucking embedded you. episode when he comes out of his pickup truck and he barely clears the barely trunk. clears the hood. The hood of the his tr- pickup truck idea. is slightly shorter than Henry Cejudo. <laughs> it's me. ridiculous. Just walking around like a boss. Yeah, but he can kill everybody. Yeah. that's the funny part. Well, he, he went out on top. Do you? Do you? Th- sorry, last thing. Do you think he ever gets the itch to come back? Because that happens. Why not? He's We've seen it so many times, dude. He's 33. Right now, he's fed up because he's had a whole lifetime of doing this shit. He's reached the top of the mountain. He's an Olympic gold medalist. The only two weight classes he can compete in, he's won the belts there and defended them. Yep. He's literally got nothing left in terms of 
uh, boxes to tick off. He's probably but made he's a good chunk of change. He's probably making it made a good chunk of change in these last two fights too. Maybe after six months, he goes. You know what? I'm not injured. Yep. And I'm getting bored, and I'm still not even 34. Maybe, may, may, maybe. Hey, you know what? UFC. Why don't you? Why don't you throw some names at me? Yep. And um, I don't know. Maybe he'd make fucking main events against Jose Aldo just for the fuck of it. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Throw just a, take your I big fights. Henry Cejudo has definitely earned the right to just take big fights at this point. And I, this is coming from a guy who's always rooted against him to win. Like, I've always liked the other guy more. Yeah. But, hey, man, you got to give it when, where credit is due. That, that amazing resume. Amazing so in his In his title win against Demetrius, he made 100000 flat. In his fight against Dillashaw, was it three fifty? I saw there. That's a lot. Where did where you see three fifty? No, nah, maybe I was looking at something else. Oh, they don't have the reported payouts for the Dillashaw fight. Uh, no reported payouts for the Marais fight either. That's great. Perfect. My research is done. So I, you got to assume that he's made some good money though in those fights after being decent DJ. Money. Yeah, after being DJ, they must have paid him a little bit, right? He can leverage all of it. He can make businesses. He's he's. He's got that name. Yeah. He's triple C for life. He's triple C for He never lost the belt. He even has the most ridiculous claim ever of, I defended the flyweight belt from my fucking couch at home. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck, I'd even look at it like that. Yeah, that's a good point. You could argue he, right point. now he's still the double champ. Yeah, 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 you're right. He's he's retiring a double champ Figueredo with a gold medal. allowed him to, to retain. All right, uh, Gaethje versus Ferguson. Here we go. This Another fight just to cap off the night. That didn't go as we thought it would if it were to have gotten to the later yep. rounds, um, right? Uh, I've, I've, I've. You give, you give Gaethje two rounds. You give Gaethje two rounds. That were that's all we thought going into this, and then Ferguson would start to run away in third, 100%. fourth, five. No, going into this fight, third, fourth, five. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been saying it from the rooftops. I hated this fight happening because yeah. it's jeopardizing Khabib Tony, and everyone's fears came true. And Khabib Tony is gone. That <laughs> fight will live in lore as the fight that never fucking happened. Yeah. It might even actually happen if Tony goes out and gets one more win. Just, just to be like, all right, we just need to have this fight happen. Yeah. Just to say we got it done. But it's never going to be as big anymore. No. You're never going to get that 13-fight win streak versus the 12-fight win streak. The two best fighters ever colliding in this mammoth fight. Like a Jones DC one. Yeah. That's off the table. It's There's gone. But... There's intrigue sitting that remains. Here, but here's the thing. Sitting here the day the day after, my my all my worst fears came true. That fight's off the table. <laughs> the worst happened. <laughs> I I gotta say, if it had to have happened, I don't mind the way it happened because yeah. Gaethje just looks so fucking really good, good. Really good. That it's hard to be too sad about this because it's like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. Do you realize what Justin Gaethje just did? He came in on short notice, yeah. was talking about how like it was harder to train and how he'd rather have this one. Talking about how I only have 18 minutes of fury. Then he goes out and Tony Ferguson's Tony Ferguson. Yeah, pretty much. Like not as an unorthodox as Tony Ferguson normally does it, but out cardio, not out cardio as in Not out cardio. But, but, he, but he's stayed cardio held up. There. Stayed there. Yeah. Stayed. He didn't look like he was like, Tony was still pushing the patient, yeah. patient in his face, but Justin was doing, just managing his cardio perfectly, countering just enough, just doing exactly what he needed to do, winning all the exchanges. Damaging and Ferguson. And for fuck's sakes, when Justin Gaethje throws, holy fuck, is there anyone each one, throwing? Each one, dude, we're like, Ugh! Literally every time we're like, oh my God, he's going out. He's going yeah, every yeah, yeah. three seconds, like, Tony's going out, Tony's yeah. going out, it's, it's over. It's... 
he's I've never I don't think anyone throws as hard as him any one single shot his combos yeah. they're so nasty um one thing though I I we all knew Ferguson was tough but nobody thought he could take that level no of way we've that seen was, we've seen Gaethje drop pretty much almost everybody with those shots and how clean was he getting yeah. hit for five rounds yeah and none of them he got wobbled to he was not going even at the end of the fight the ref had to save him because it was just getting hard to watch. That yeah. wasn't like I'm out. That that looked scary a little bit too when he got hit with that last shot and then he was just like. I remember seeing on Twitter at the stoppage. A lot of people were saying like, like it was one of those moments where they're just like, just th- thank yeah, God they stopped stop it because it's just hard to watch now. Yeah, like, I don't want to see this anymore. It's just clear Tony's getting battered. I think but. I think the. Uh, the slow burn of the realization that Ferguson is probably going to lose this fight made it a little bit easier than if Justin Gaethje was actually to go out there and knock him out in the first round. Quickly, yeah. Right? Because if he did it quickly, you're like, oh, fuck this. Like, yeah. we don't even know if he's necessarily the better fighter, and now we just lost Tony, Tony Khabib. But here, it's like, it's hard to be too upset because Tony Khabib was technically supposed to be number one versus number two. But now after watching this... Gaethje looks it like number two. It kind of feels like Tony was never number two. Maybe Gaethje was always number two. Because yeah. if you get owned like that at your own style, yeah. can you really say you were the number the two guy the whole time? You, I you don't brought know this, about that. You brought this up a little bit earlier in terms of his strength of schedule and how it's a little bit suspect. It is right? because he's got that super long win streak, but he doesn't have that one giant name on there. So let's start it off. He starts off the win streak October Mike 2013. Rio. Mike Rio, tough guy. Just uh, that, that was just the ultimate rebound. fighter. Tough guy is what just I mean. Just a rebound win. Guy. Cool. Uh, Katsunori Kuno, whatever fighter, uh, knocked him out in the first round. Split decision to Danny Castillo in a fight that you know we, we broke down. We broke down that fight already. Abel Trujillo submission rear naked choke. Good win. Glayson Tebow, solid win. win over a veteran. Uh, Josh Thompson, another solid win over a veteran. Uh, Edson Barboza, crazy fight. Had some trouble in that fight. He was getting clipped a lot. He used his toughness, walked him down, gassed him out. He, he broke Barboza. Barboza is breakable. Right? But it was more because like Barboza like, this guy's not fucking going out. Uh, Lando Venato. Had almost trouble. got stopped got in that clipped. fight too. Uh, came back and won that. Rafael dos Anjos. That, was that might be win. his most. Yeah, that is easily his best win because he won Overall. a five rounder using technique, Christmas, and just outpointed and beat dos Anjos. I'm completely okay with that. Kevin Lee fight. He was re- in a really got tough. Mounted. Yeah, really tough positions in that first round. Got the victory there, but Kevin Lee hasn't really panned out to be the greatest yep. fighter right now. Anthony Pettis passed his time. Got Donald rocked. Cerrone passed got his time. Got wobbled against Pettis though. Yeah, he got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even Cerrone. Cerrone won round one. Yeah, People forget about that. For Ferguson started to light him up after, but Cerrone won the first round. Now, Sketchy. Ferguson is still amazing. Like, top two, top yeah. three. Like, we, we don't, we don't want to, you know, in hindsight, be like, oh, because he lost one fight, his yeah. 12 fight win streak. You can, you can nitpick he's everybody's record. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, I just lost my <laughs> But But Gaethje really fucking put him on in, in this fight. So, uh, I want to talk about the, the fallout of this in terms of it might not actually be that bad for Ferguson because you know what kind of line up lines up here. Khabib Gaethje, obviously, unify the belts. Ferguson Cal, or, or Connor because that's okay, a fight that I'm seeing thrown out there. I don't mind it. Here's here's that's a good like either way. Whoever wins that fight is probably okay, going to fight Khabib or thing, Gaethje, right? and everybody's okay with it. If I'm Connor, you take I'm, this fight. I'm calling the UFC right now, going. I need Tony right now. I need Tony right now. I need him ASAP. I need yeah. him in. Uh, I mean, I think it's absurd if Ferguson fights any time within the next even like ten months. 
Yeah. Dude, after getting beaten up like that, you need minutes. a year off. Yeah. Here's much- the problem. A lot of people are not talking about this. Tony Ferguson is 36 years old. Yeah, yeah. He's he might there. have already peaked. This might be as good as it gets for him. Yeah. He needs to win one good high-level fight to still get his title shot, though. I still think he can get that title shot. Now, I am more down on him in terms of I don't think he's going to win the belt. I don't Mm -hmm. think Tony Ferguson will ever win the belt. But I think he will at least get that one shot if he can win a fight. But if I'm Conor, I want him immediately because this is as compromised as Tony Ferguson is ever going to be. And he's still going to be ranked number two in the division. And a win over him still means a lot. Conor's options for a lightweight title shot is Poirier or Ferguson. Based on what you're looking at right now, I want Ferguson because I can hit that guy easy all fucking day. I think I think the most likely one that we'll get though is Poirier. Connor. I think so too. Strictly due to scheduling, because and I think Connor the wants to fight, fight in July. Is Poirier for yeah, Connor. I agree. I agree. At this point, right now, yeah. because Ferguson, after a fucking beating like that, yeah. that takes years off your career, and he's already at the tail end. I know he's tough as shit. I don't want to see him in the cage for at least a year. I don't think he sits out that long. At least fucking sit out for six months. Yeah, bare minimum. six months minimum. But he should realistically be out for a year. But uh, yeah, he moving, could he could call me in the, the the Khabib fight whenever Khabib comes back in September, October, yeah. November. But either way, man, moving forward, I think Tony should sit it out, and Con- they should we should just do Connor Dustin and uh, poor uh, sorry uh, Khabib and uh, Gaethje. Khabib Gaethje. This is another good thing, right? Going into the Ferguson and uh, Gaethje fight, I was just like, okay, Ferguson, if you got to win, please don't take damage at least. It kind of worked out the inverse way where Gaethje won and he didn't really take that much damage. He got he hit. A lot he of definitely fight. get hit. 136, it was a 136 strikes absorbed from Justin Gaethje in this fight. Oh, he absorbed 136? 143 absorbed, uh, absorbed by Damn, Ferguson. he got hit that much still? It was close. I'm actually surprised. But it was close. Um, How many to the head? It feels like it feels like it was still good enough where he could fight again in five or six months. So he could be ready yeah. for October pretty Oh, soon. I think he'll be ready by then. I know it could be one September, but after a war like that, give Gaethje at least till October. Maybe even November. I'm okay with having that fight in November. Give Gaethje. I want the best Gaethje. Yeah. I want Gaethje to look good coming into that fight. Give him some rest. I think October is a perfect time. I even think November, man. Six months. I think six months is good for Gaethje. It, it, it still was a tough fight. If you absorbed 130 strikes, I got to mm-hmm. rewatch the fight clearly. But yeah, if you absorbed 130 strikes, give him six months off. Get that fight done with. Connor can fight July, August against Poirier. If he wins that, he can now sit on the sidelines and wait to get a title shot. Because nobody's yeah. going to complain about Connor getting a title shot if he goes in there and beats Poirier. Especially yeah. if he does him. That's it, the number one, it, number two guy still. That that looks like the most likely one here. It should or I, no, I'm Masvidal. Well, it seems like the rumors are Masvidal. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be Masvidal. I think I think it could be Masvidal Colby because they want to oh, okay. capitalize on that on that beef. Good, good. I'm I'm okay with that. Too. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. But Realistically, we should be getting maybe Usman versus Masvidal. I like Connor just staying at lightweight. Stop fucking around with yeah, these yeah, yeah. I don't like I agree. this bullshit. Just just it, it's either got to be Dustin or Tony, and I don't. Tony's not going to be ready. Connor wants to find July or August or ASAP. There's he's not ready. He needs a Poirier's year. the next one. Uh, quick thoughts on Khabib versus Gaethje. Stylistically, probably a tougher fight for Khabib. Dude. Yeah. Than Ferguson But was. after the way Gaethje looked in this fight, I know it's like a totally different style, and we don't know how his wrestling is going to hold That's him necessarily, but nobody even really gets close to taking Gaethje down and holding him down. Nope. I know Khabib is like, you can't compare anyone's grappling to Khabib. Mm-hmm. But... 80% but takedown defense. Here's the thing, right? Hasn't attempted one takedown. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. In the stand-up realm, Gaethje's gap is massive. 
he's way better than Khabib standing up. Yes, This fight, absolutely. in terms of like damage-wise, was way tougher than a Khabib fight. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why a quick turnaround for Gaethje won't be too bad because... It's, it's he's not going to get damaged against Khabib. You're just going to it's it's the ground up. and pound though. Like if he yeah, does get him those, down, he smashes when he gets down there. Even those, it's more consistent raining down. It's not like one good shot is going to yeah. kill you, right? It's more like a little more consistent. Gaethje's it's hard to do that to him. He got taken down by Johnson, which I don't remember. Dude, if he's uh, got, he got taken down by Alvarez, three rounds. You don't think Gaethje can get in tight with Khabib? And one of those bombs, the the shit that Tony ate. Do you think Khabib can eat those? I don't think he can eat them as much. I mean, there's, it's hard know. to say we because haven't we haven't seen. seen him, but he got a little wobbled by Michael Johnson from one straight. I, I just think if Khabib eats shots like that, he's going out. So this fight to me is super intriguing because now it's like Khabib, Khabib's got that huge grappling advantage, but then Gaethje's got that huge stand-up advantage. So, and, and, and it's a fun fight. And if Gaethje paces himself, you get this version of Gaethje, not the guy he's, he's, he's coming out and fighting, but he's not just constantly getting in your face and going, we're both going to gas. Let's see who can fight gas. No, he's, he's calculated. Yeah. He's getting in there and brawling and fighting, but he's, but he's also trying to not get hit as much. This version of Gaethje, he's got a big chance against Khabib. That's, that's why I bet the under two and a half here. Cause I thought we were going to get a little yeah. bit more of a violent Gaethje, but okay, he was dude. calm, cool and collected. Well, when you see how the fight went, your bet should have hit. Nobody yeah, fucking yeah, knew yeah, yeah. Ferguson was a zombie. Yeah, that's true. What that's the true. fuck? Um, yeah, that that is that's intense. With Gaethje, I, I think yesterday, if you were to have told yourself what you're telling yourself today, you would have slapped yourself. You're like, what the fuck am I talking about Gaethje like this? Why am I, you know, excited for Gaethje Khabib? But we kind of see it now. I was After just super twenty three minutes and thirty nine seconds. I was just worried Gaethje. about not getting Tony and Khabib, yeah. but. Now it's like, dude, with Gaethje looking like that, holy fuck, the excitement level for Gaethje Khabib just went through yeah. the roof. Like I said, the slow burn helped as well. And then allowing Justin Gaethje to continuously show his when, skills and how better, how much better he got. When I get you it. think about how he won, this is literally best case scenario. Because he you looked went in good. there, yeah. you, 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 you didn't gas, you fought a consistent pace, you landed bombs... You beat the fuck up out of Tony Ferguson, the cardio king, using his style technically. Like, you mm-hmm. beat the shit out of him consistently over five rounds. And then after showing everybody that you were easily the better fighter, you put him out of his misery right at the end. That's, I, as, that's best case scenario for Gaethje. You've, there's nothing left to prove after that. There's, there's, there's one question that I have, though. In terms of the, the pacing and the activity of both of these fights could be different in terms of Gaethje versus Ferguson and Gaethje versus Khabib. Yeah. He's going to be exerting a lot more energy defending takedowns from Khabib. So is he going to be able to still look as good in rounds four and five? You know, Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Doing that. Ferguson's got better cardio than Khabib. I don't think people would agree with I agree with that, but I also, you got to think that Gaethje probably wasn't respecting Ferguson's power as much either. So he probably That's wasn't true. as tense as being on the, but, on the feet or anything like that. But... He's going to respect Khabib's power even less. So he's not going to fucking give a but, shit but about that, getting in That's where the energy is expended when get the defending yes. the takedowns. But Khabib, to me, paces himself more. Remember after the second round of the Conor fight, he just stood on the feet for round three. Yeah. Ally Aquinta, he stopped yeah, kind yeah. of going for the takedowns as much. That, to me, might be a bit of a cardio thing where he wants to pace himself a bit more. So, but you can't do that against Gaethje. You can't, you can't hang out on the feet. Exactly. So maybe he gets a little tired after round three. And then Gaethje's the one that gets in his face because Gaethje probably only needs one round of stand-up to put Khabib out. I'm interested if they've released odds on this fight yet because some bookies try to do that shit. Doesn't seem like it. Um, Justin. Oh, Gaethje Khabib. 
No odds at well, Khabib minus 285. Oh, wow. Plus 245 See, I'm for Gaethje. Money on Gaethje. I put money on Gaethje at those odds. I mean, Khabib should be the favorite over anybody, but. Yeah. But the way Gaethje looked, man, if Gaethje just scrambles a couple of times and then chops away at that leg, like, you know, in the stand up, Khabib's going to get damaged. Yeah. He's going to get fucked up there. So. Yeah. The whole question is, like, can Khabib keep him down and hold him down? Because. From what we've heard, Gaethje doesn't train much in the grappling either. So if he does get held down, he's probably going to have a hard time getting back up. Like, getting out of it or throwing up a submission or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, he needs to just stay on his feet. Yeah. But, give him time to heal. Give him a six-month camp. Man, he's going to be training that wrestling, making sure he's really good at getting back up. I love that he That's threw... a fun fight. I, lo- I love that he threw the belt on the ground right after, too. Like, I love it, yeah. I'll I wait for the real Just one. be real. Just be real. I love it. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be too much else that came out of uh, 249. GSP being inducted into the Hall of Fame, but that's like yeah. a foregone conclusion foregone. already. I mean, Everybody already knew that was coming. Pound for pound king, probably. Right? Is there anything else that was on the card that kind of like stood out to you? No. Overall, um, this card definitely scratched our itch. Like, I mean, this was a fantastic card to come back to. Yeah. Uh, the results probably could have been better for us in terms of betting and all that, but if yep. you just if you objectively look at how exciting all the fights were, it was a great card, fantastic. I card. was happy with it, and we're right back at it on Wednesday. The UFC should Are you be kidding happy. me? Yeah, I know it's wicked. <laughs> right I love back. this shit. We're gonna get at least every Saturday for the rest of the year, it seems, and then yeah. some bonuses thrown in there. It's kind of weird though, because they're they're not really saying anything. They haven't finalized anything for the May twenty third card yet. They haven't finalized anything for the May 29th card yet. There isn't even one fight that's rumored for that card. I don't June 6th has rumored card fights already, which okay. is known as in... Actually, they announced it's not rumored anymore. But, but that was weird because they didn't really set a date, uh, time, or location. They just put the card out, which was Nunes versus Spencer and a bunch of other fights. But they didn't say exactly what's going to happen. But UFC 250 is expected to take place on June 6th. Okay. They've so announced a couple fights day. for the July 7th card already too, which is supposed to be International Fight Week... Uh, uh, UFC 251 oh, okay. but they haven't filled in anything in those gaps yet they're so. having hard I don't mind this because it just like a fight is announced and then it feels like oh fuck this is happening wasn't this just announced like three yeah. days ago so I don't mind it as much but they, they were saying that the people that were scheduled for the fights that got cancelled due to the coronavirus are getting first dibs in terms of getting back into the fight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right so I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that because so. yo the UFC doesn't want to they don't want to dip into the reserves and pay out extra so yeah. their whole thing is, no, 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 no. We're contracted to this many events. Even though we lost all this time, we're still going to get all the events out. And yeah. we're obligated to offer you this many fights for you. We're still going to do all that. Like, yeah. they don't want to take any hit. They just want to stick to those. They're taking a bit of a hit with Fight Island, if that's a real thing. Because yeah. think about how much it costs to build that type of event. However, that's a one-time expense. And then you don't have to pay anybody arena fees and all that shit to hold your events there. So... They're saying that they probably won't keep Fight Island even after this shit's done, though. They won't keep it. I don't think so. I think it's more of a temporary setup. Dude, if I'm the UFC, wouldn't it keep make, it? Wouldn't it make sense to keep it? Because then you don't have to split gates with the with the with the venue owners. You are the fucking venue owners. All that money goes into your pocket. Have a couple of well, you would have to have big events Dude, there to get people to come out. Over there. time. Turn it into a fucking Disneyland theme park shit. For UFC? First you have the cage. Then you start to get vendors in. And then it becomes like this family thing like WrestleMania weekend. People go for the whole fucking week to to the July show at Fight Island. It's a vacation. When they first announced Fight Island, that's kind of what I thought it would turn into. You could literally have a theme park. Fucking roller coasters based off fighters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, go ride the... Francis Ngannou fucking... Go ride the Ngannou. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hammer thing that throws you up in the air or something. Yeah, exactly. You could literally have shit like that. Dude, Dana. (laughs) 
Dana. That, this is this is like 20, 30 years probably, yeah, like in yeah. the like 20 years maybe down the road. Of but course. hey, Dana just wants the yeah. UFC to keep getting bigger and bigger. Dude, Fight Island and make a whole theme park around fight events? Come on now. What Could you imagine fuck? flying into Fight Island and just seeing yeah. like, all that? That would be UFC fucking nuts. owns everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They own all of it. That would be awesome. But exactly, like I said, the last thing I heard about at least from Dana was more so as like a temporary thing. So we'll see how that But I did hear out. that he, he doesn't tend to keep Fight Island around. I would think it would make sense to keep it around. It would maybe. be great to keep it around. I'm, whatever it is maybe he said it'll be ready for june so maybe they're waiting to like absolutely yeah. have it ready to go then they'll start announcing fights for that do for that i don't know just do a handful of fights because all the year. international fighters are stuck right now right they can't they exactly. can't fight all these fights that are being announced are taking place in the states so whoever's in the states is already lucky but peter yan you know whoever the fuck these other guys are that are overseas they yep. need a place to fight leon yep. edwards you know what i mean like these they guys are getting their, their their growth is being stunted right now due to this and the fact that they're not able to fight leon edwards could potentially be a number one contender right now I he, feel, he would have already so fought tyron woolley by now he probably would have won that fight peter yan same thing he probably leon edwards fought somebody else. is one of those cases for me i feel so bad for him because like i've had my eye on him since like a long time ago, I remember him fighting Kamaru Usman yeah. who's at, when nobody knew who this guy was. I, was I think like, it was the Albert Tumanov fight where I'm really like, okay, this yeah, guy. Yeah, because he was supposed to yeah. lose that fight and then he choked him out. I was like, okay, like we've been watching his come up and he just keeps getting fucked over. Yeah. And on top of that, I like Leon. Fuck Tyron Woodley, yeah. most annoying fighter in the UFC. And you just wanted to He's see about Leon to take it tool out. him. And now we don't even get to see that. But yeah. at least we get to see Gilbert Burns fuck up. Yeah, Tyron yeah, yeah. Woodley. That's, that's, that's the rumored. That's Gilbert, a rumored headliner for 23rd. Gilbert, please fuck yeah. that dude up. Get time with the off our screens away from the UFC. He's going to be 38 coming off a loss. Two losses. He can go away and make his shitty rap music. Did they? Oh, they do have a line on it. Minus 135 Woodley plus 115 Burns. All right, well, Money on Burns, baby. Fuck Tyron Woodley, man. Money I'm on Burns. Him. Still talking like he's the champion and he deserves a title shot. Yeah. Did you Shut you up. had the worst title fight performance I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah. I've never seen a champion do that. I hate the one thing that I hate the most is also the fans that keep saying he didn't show up that fight. Don't believe that. Then you shouldn't be a fucking champion. A champion on your worst night should still look good. Look at Cowboy. Cowboy didn't. Cowboy said he didn't even want to be there for the Rick Story fight. Yeah, that's that. Mark. And what did he do? He had the best combo ever. Like. But that's that's Usman's style. That's Usman's style to to take you out of your style. Just like Aljamain Sterling did to Jimmy Rivera. He made him look like shit because his game plan was to make him look like shit. Yeah, but do something. At least Jimmy Rivera was trying. Yeah. Tyron Willie's just got his back against the cage waiting for you to do something and then doing nothing in return. What the fuck are you doing? It's going to be a long time before anybody takes a throne from Usman, in my opinion. Oh, Tyron Willie's so annoying. I'm done with him, dude. um, All right. I I think that's that's a good chunk. That we got out of this fucking episode. We actually finally had an episode where yeah. we weren't scrambling for shit to talk yeah. about. Like, and we're going to be consistent, like with the the combat stories every yeah, week. Yeah, I was now, thinking that too. I'm like, I was I'm thinking cool that the this. other day. I'm like, this is this is probably going to be weekly till 2021 at least. At this I rate. like it. Like, I don't. I like it has it. to be every Sunday, right? Yeah. We're always going. And we're going to have a ton to talk about because there's always going to be you know new fights being announced because exactly. everything there's like the, the fights, uh, uh, scheduling and all that type of stuff, and fights actually happening. So yep. those are things that we need to keep an eye on. No shortage of UFC, which works out perfectly. So for us, excited! Man. I don't so give a fuck. I don't watch any other sports. I watch wrestling and UFC in the both. <laughs> but even WWE is not scratching that itch because there's yeah. no crowd and wrestling you need crowds yeah the ufc is like it's so funny how we don't really follow much i mean you you watch other sports i don't even watch other sports and the one thing that i watch and care about is the one thing that's back on yeah yeah, like, yeah yes yeah, yeah. basketball is the only one that i really want to watch yeah. as well too but other than that and I'm the ufc them, suffers the least from no crowd i had no yeah. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah were you watching that going man i wish i had a crowd no. at no point did i think that yesterday i was just 
it just felt the same. We there still couple, got our announcers. There were a couple of times where the commentators brought up, they're like, yo, imagine, like during the Luke and Price fight, they're like, imagine yeah, how if much the crowd was, yeah, it would have been crazy. It was, Fair right? enough, but it's a minimal thing. Yeah. With, with like you know everybody at home is crowd. going nuts. You exactly. know everybody at home is going nuts. Yeah, everyone's losing their minds yeah. at home. I fucking love time. it. And I really like one thing we should touch on. The UFC, uh, the way they did everything, I thought was on point. Yeah. Um, the oh, production, the tweets. The, the social media tweet, tweets, yeah. That, that was, was great. really good because we we don't have the crowd. We want to feel like we're watching it together. How do you do that? Put up tweets of everyone live watching it. Yeah. So I thought that was a really good idea. Very shout out to, if that was Zach Candido, shout out Zach yeah, Candido. Smart. Very like good production. A, such a basic yeah. little thing, but it, it just it but felt so much the better. The funny thing is they've done it before. But not okay. to that extent. No, like, okay. They they've shown tweets every now and then, but this they're like showing like ten tweets at a time. Yeah. Like because they were on it. You want to see like, okay, like as you're watching a fight, you don't really know like is my reaction the same as everyone else's? When you have a crowd, you can gauge it. Like, holy yeah. fuck, they're buzzing. I'm buzzing. Everyone's buzzing. We know what's good. But then when you see the tweets come up, you're like, oh, okay. These people have the same reactions as me. Like, you kind of, it's more connected. It's you exactly. Got that community you, you, you're like all it. feeling kind of the same thing. And I liked know, it I'm, a lot. I'm totally yeah. down with that. They showed a couple of media members like putting out their scores as well, too. Yeah. So that's a very good thing, too. I saw Brad Akimoto. Well done. For their first event back during yeah. this whole Corona thing. Keep it up. Like, oh, one thing we well. got to touch on real quick. That whole fucking Jacare thing. Like, what the fuck? Is yeah, Jacare Jacare Jacare, huge, huge mistake on Jacare's part for even coming out. But you got to commend the UFC because their safety measures actually worked. They yes. they found the root of the problem. They got rid of it. I got no problem with yeah. anything the UFC it's Jacare, did. It's Jacare. We got to talk. No one's talking about this. What the fuck is Jacare thinking? Yeah. Your wife has coronavirus. You did? Did he not? Dis- he didn't disclose it until after, right? He I think got he disclosed there and then it. Told him. Yeah, he got there then. Told then him. he told him, "I." You flew. You got training partners. You go into a building and you jeopardize the whole fight card, knowing the one person one person closest to you has the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I personally find he should be suspended and fined for that. Like that is so negligent yeah. and stupid on another fucking level during this time. I want, they There's haven't really no said. Yeah, you're it. right. They haven't said no anything excuse. about it. No, they but they're not going to do anything. I guarantee you, nothing happens to him. I guarantee. It but, was an example of how their procedure works. Yeah, so but that, at that's least so you got pathetic. To that. Like. You don't think as a fucking fighter, before I get on a plane to go somewhere, maybe I should tell them that my wife has the fucking coronavirus and be like, yo, look, I still want to fight, but maybe I should take the test before I leave my house to confirm that I don't have the fucking virus. Not before I jump on a plane and get into the building and go mingle with other fighters on a big fight card. That was very, very sketchy. You jeopardized the entire card. That was so stupid. I think you should be punished for that straight up. That, that was very unfortunate. Yeah. That, Unbelievably You got to set a little bit of an example for other fighters that think that they're going to get away with that. Maybe they're just hoping like, okay, maybe the test is going to come back negative or some shit like that. Yeah. Okay. But dude, you got to disclose. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. is the logic of keeping that to yourself? Like you're an idiot at that point. A part fuck? of me, like from the outside looking Ryan in. I got his full paycheck. Win bonus yeah, too. On the outside looking in, it seems like Jacare is not that dumb of a guy. Like he doesn't seem like a, a complete idiot. Like there are Brazilians that seem a little bit, you know, a little bit out of line every now and then, but whether it was stupidity or I just want to fight, so I'm just gonna hope everything's good and go through their testing and hope I don't have it. Yeah, but you you go off that if it turns out you did have it, now it's like okay, well, who the fuck have you come in contact with? Now all these guys are in jeopardy. Now our whole card is in jeopardy. They could have lost the entire event because of that. If I'm the UFC, I'm punishing Josh. He he seemed the most like protected as well too. Like, obviously protected. Yeah. Everybody else had, like, masks on, but this guy had masks, he had the gold gloves, yep. everything on. Probably but because yeah. he fucking knew yeah. that his wife yeah. had it. Your wife? That's horrible. 
That's what absolute dog shit. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not with that at all. And um, he's on the first card pack? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Either fighters better like check their shit out the door and make sure they're Seriously. good. Seriously. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll be back That's, next sorry, week. One thing, they, what the UFC should do is they should maybe bring out a form before they leave saying, you better disclose everyone them. around you that you know who has yeah. it. We need all the info. Then if it comes out that you didn't tell us something, now you're deep shit. I think the protocol should actually um, have them do the test a day or two before they leave. Maybe, or at yeah, least while enough they're time, at home. Enough time bef- to get the results before they I leave. I think that it's the cost of getting so many test kits. So they, like, they, they probably they just want be- the test kits at the arena, but... Come on, you you got to give it to them. Like that's the best way to nip it in the bud. Well, one to make thing, sure they don't have it coming to the place that they're supposed thing, to fight. One little change they could make, though. Um, why can't Jacare take the test and then until the results come in, stay confined? Like they, yeah. the fighter should take the test, not just take the test, then walk around the hotel, and then it's like yeah. twelve hours later. Oh shit, you have it. Are you contained? We need to contain. Who have you talked to and mingled with in that time? No, 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 no. Let's get the results back showing negative. Then they can go in and yeah. talk. That's, Other than that, what, keep them isolated with their team until the results are in. That's what I you, think. You think that's what they would But have they done. didn't do that. <laughs> they found out about Jacare. It's like, oh, fuck, go find yeah. Jacare. This guy's positive. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's not how it should be done. But that was probably their only thing that the UFC could probably change. But I thought overall, this it is could a big worked, success. It could have also worked in the UFC's benefit, though. Like, it showed, like, look, we did find yeah. somebody. And look, our procedure did work. And now, as long as nobody else from the fallout actually tests positive, exactly. Now. now from the fallout, they they got to do the testing. Everybody's got to go back home. Now, if we hear of no one else getting it, we're good. I Smooth mean, sailing. this is a home run for the yeah. UFC at this point. Like, I this, wonder if they tested. I'll, I'll see if I can find out um, afterwards. But I want to see if they tested the UFC fighters afterwards as well. I too, think they did. I think before they, they, they have to before they leave. We'll uh, see. Make sure they don't take it back with them or anything like that. But I'll overall, see if it's out there. the event was a huge success for the yeah. UFC, and it was a uh, it was it, all de- it delivered. The only In little opinion, negative was the Jockery thing, but I don't even yeah. think that didn't even make crazy headlines or waves, and it looks like the fallouts. Well, obviously, good, so. the only negative thing, another negative thing in the moment was Ferguson losing. In the moment. In the moment. That was a negative like thing. Like I said, but man, now it's great. I, would, I, I thought I would be so much more down on it, yeah. but just because Gaethje looked that good, my whole thing is I just want to see the two best fights. Yeah, of course. And after that fight, you kind of feel like, okay, maybe Gaethje Ferguson be. was never number two. Gaethje was really the number two. So that's why I don't not too upset about it although it does suck we lost tony khabib that story yeah. is gonna be i, I might we, we gotta wait a couple months and see where ferguson goes from here but we pretty much already let our thoughts be known in terms of what we want to see yeah. from him. tony khabib might end up being the new pacquiao mayweather where you get it, it but it's too, too, late. too late yeah yeah that's true uh all right we'll see you guys next week make sure you guys check out the deciding splits episodes as well we got two of those up for you guys uh and yeah that's about it we'll this, see you guys next week this was a funny one because it just feels like uh we've been trying to sign off for 10 minutes and there's no shortage of shit to talk I know, about I dude. Know. save some for next week <laughs> yeah, fuck but yeah man. it's all relevant for this week anyway uh next week yeah we're going to be talking about the the fallout of the wednesday card and then uh, obviously the fallout of the saturday card so we'll have plenty to fucking talk about see you guys next week